Just in case you're visiting, let me go ahead and let you know that what ages are children go to children's worship? Three through. If you would like, if you have a child between the age of three and fifth grade, you can take them at this time, and we have people in children's worship who will be glad to minister to them. If you notice, I am now addressing my clock. We were told the other night in the meeting with the worship team that each one of us who were speaking had 10 minutes. Now, I have always felt that Mike Warner was a great man. He's a great preacher, a great pastor. He has pastorally ministered to me many times. But this morning, I think his action tops it all. Instead of taking his full ten minutes, Mike spoke for four. And I know that those other six he wants to give to me. So thank you, Mike, again for your pastoral care. My mission is to talk about God's faithfulness to Shiloh in the present and to celebrate and praise what he has done. And when we're talking about praising the present, really uh, what I was told, we're talking about the last 10 or 15 years, so a little bit of uh, expansion there. And I was thinking about all that God has done that I have seen through Shiloh, and there's so much. But I want to narrow it down to a story about two people and how God used one to minister to the other, but in doing so, unleash so much ministry here. And to lead to that, I want to direct you back to that scripture that Doug just read. And I want to read to you the verse before and the verse after. Verse 7 of Joshua chapter 1, Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law of my servant Moses gave you, do not turn from it to the right to the left. Excuse me, that was 7, verse 6. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. And then, in verse 10, we read, So Joshua ordered the officers of the people, go through the camp and tell the people, get your supplies ready three days from now, You will cross the Jordan here to go in and take possession of the land the Lord your God has given you. Give and take. For some reason, the Lord so often works that way. He gives, but yet he calls on his people to take. Let me put it a different way. Typically, God wants to collaborate with people. Here's a question. Can God feed people apart from using people? Absolutely. The wilderness, right? Manna, quail. God didn't, he just sent the manna in, the quail in, and God fed people. He didn't have to use people to do that. But for some reason, typically, he chooses to collaborate with people, doesn't he? The the farmers, the people that work in the factory preparing bread, for example, the the stock boys who put the bread on the shelf. and uh, So many people are involved in getting that loaf of bread to you. We get it from God, but he collaborates with people. Uh, Does God need people to heal people? No. 
We probably all know of instances when God chose to work apart from mankind to heal people. But how does God typically work? Using doctors and nurses in the medical community, he typically works with people, collaborates with people to heal people, right? I think John 1 is a good illustration of that and how Jesus really changed the whole playing game of what it means to be a person. Because in John 1, we read that that God became a person. God became people. You've got God and people, God inside a person. You've got spirit and flesh. And that unleashed ministry that changes the dynamic to this day. Christ is still in the world, but he's in the world through who? Shiloh, the church. And he collaborates with people. I have seen so many people do God's work in a lot of ways, but I want to tell you that one story because it's one of my favorites. About 10 years ago, this August, a young woman named Courtney Jo Reeves visited Shiloh from these apartments. And her family was living there. Incidentally, uh, years ago I received Courtney's blessing to tell this story. It's one of my favorites, and so she uh, has used it to help people. So I've got her permission on this. I'm going to go ahead and tell you up front. And I tell you that because from the very beginning, Courtney Joe created some challenges for our church community. She at that time was a senior in high school, and we could tell there was something unique about her. And we could see it in several different ways. For example, she would go to the high school class and attend sometimes for only 10 or 15 minutes, and then she'd just get up and bolt. And she would go to another class. She'd crash an adult class and spend there 10 or 15 minutes there and then go to another one. She, uh, she pretty much just did what she wanted to do. She was just like an elder. <laughs> I love it. We got great elders here. I love them. But it was somewhat chaotic. And, and Courtney was very loving, very affectionate, and she would express that through her hugs. And she was very strong. I suppose she still is. But she would come to, if she came to you from behind and you had back issues, you didn't have to go to a chiropractor because you'd hear your bones pop and she'd tell you how much she loved you. And if she came to you from the front and hugged you, the blood from your toes would start being squeezed up and just rush into your head. And you ended up kind of like that Nazi at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. It was just... Just, just an explosion. And, and this was particularly trying for our primetime community because she loved our primetimers. And, and their bones, some of their bones were not very strong. And, and that's really where it came to a head. We, we, we loved Courtney Joe. We wanted to minister to her, but we really didn't know how to do it. And there wasn't a textbook out there on how to do it. We had a counselor here who worked in schools, and we had a a mom here who dealt with special needs children in her home. And anyway, some investigation took place, and and we finally came to understand that she had a mild form. Courtney Joe had a mild form of autism, uh, Asperger's to be specific. But we still had our challenges. So we end up calling a meeting. That's what you do, right? And anybody who's interested in, in, in helping... Serve Courtney Joe could come. And we ended up having, I think, 20 people there. 
And the counselor was there, the special needs mom was there, a couple of elders were there, I and maybe a couple other staff members were there, and, and just people in the community pew were there, and, and all loved Courtney Joe and wanted to help, but we didn't have the first idea about how to do so. And we just restated the problem, basically. And we about came to the end of the time allotted for that meeting. And it just didn't seem like God had answered our prayer. And all of a sudden, a guy named Frank Beaver speaks. Uh, Jack Beaver, excuse me, Jack. Jack Beaver speaks. And Jack said, you know, I used to work with special needs kids in public schools. And I'd like, if it's okay with y'all, for my wife Martha and I do a special class just for Courtney Joe during Bible class time. And we'll just focus on her. Have you ever been in a desert-like setting where you're about to die of thirst and all of a sudden you get a cold drink of water? That's how refreshing those words were. And we embraced it fast. And to finish up the story, Jack and Martha begin that class. And in time, Courtney Joe mainstreamed and blessed us. She was baptized into Christ. Uh, her mom, Cecilia, is baptized in Christ. Her sister, Lindsay. She helped start up a Bible study in her neighborhood for kids with special needs for me, and I was blessed by that. And Jack and Martha were blessed because that gave them a chance to find their place in the body, to collaborate with God in ministry. And it was important ministry. And we had a girl had just graduated from college, moved here with her husband, and special needs was what she focused on with her profession. And she started up a thing called Kingdom Kids on Friday nights and got people here involved in that. And, and folks could bring their special needs child for some respite and rest. And we had people come in from Canton and from Athens. I just talked to somebody a few weeks ago that had been blessed by that ministry. Well, all ministries run their course. But I want you to know, ministry is still being done here to kids with special needs, special challenges. I know I've seen it. Parents are being ministered to. A lot of times it's very quiet. It's just people saying, here, let me help. Let me involve myself. Let me teach. Let me support. But it is being done. And that's just one example of how this ministry has grown. God wanting to help people by using people. And he is to be praised and, and you are to be thanked for being his instruments. Yeah, God is working in the present. This is one of many ministries. Thank you, God, but thank you, Shiloh.